Life is complex. Join us for the simple gifts of wisdom, love, and delight in the written word. Paradise Lost by John Milton, Book 9, Lines 1 through 225. No more of talk where God or angel guest with man, as with his friend, familiar used, to sit indulgent and with him partake rural repast, permitting him the while venial discourse unblamed. I now must change these notes to tragic. Foul distrust and breach disloyal on the part of man. Revolt and disobedience. On the part of heaven now alienated, distance and distaste, anger and just rebuke, and judgment given that brought into this world a world of woe, sin and her shadow death, and misery death's harbinger. Sad talk, yet argument not less, but more heroic than the wrath of stern Achilles on his foe pursued thrice fugitive about Troy wall or rage of Turnus for Lavinia disespoused, or Neptune's ire, or Juno's, that so long perplexed the Greek and Cytheria's son. If answerable style I can obtain of my celestial patroness, who deigns her nightly visitation unimplored, and dictates to me slumbering, or inspires easy my unpremeditated verse, since first this subject for heroic song pleased me long choosing, and beginning late, not sedulous by nature to indict wars, hitherto the only argument heroic, deemed chief mastery to dissect, with long and tedious havoc, fabled knights in battles feigned, the better fortitude of patience and heroic martyrdom unsung, or to describe races and games, or tilting furniture, emblazoned shields, impresses quaint, caparisons and steeds, bases and tinsel trappings, Gorgeous knights at joust and tournament. Then marshaled feast served up in hall with sewers and seneschals. The skill of artifice or office mean, not that which justly gives heroic name to person or to poem. Me, of these nor skilled nor studious, higher argument remains. Sufficient of itself to raise that name, unless an age too late or cold climate, or years, damp my intended wing depressed. And much they may, if all be mine, not hers, who brings it nightly to my ear. The sun was sunk, and after him the star of Hesperus, whose office is to bring twilight upon the earth, short arbiter twixt day and night. And now from end to end night's hemisphere had veiled the horizon round, when Satan, who late fled before the threats of Gabriel out of Eden, now improved in meditated fraud and malice, bent on man's destruction, maugre what might hap of heavier on himself, fearless returned. By night he fled, and at midnight returned from compassing the earth, cautious of day since Uriel, regent of the sun, descried his entrance, and forewarned the cherubim that kept their watch. Thence, full of anguish driven, the space of seven continued nights he rode with darkness. Thrice the equinoctial line he circled. Four times crossed the car of night from pole to pole, traversing each collier. On the eighth returned, and, on the coast averse from entrance or cherubic watch, by stealth found unsuspected way. There was a place, now not, though sin, not time, 
first wrought the change, where Tigris, at the foot of Paradise, into a gulf shot underground, till part rose up a fountain by the tree of life. In with the river sunk, and with it rose Satan, involved in rising mist, then sought where to lie hid, sea he had searched, and land, from Eden over Pontus and the pool Maotis, up beyond the river Ob, downward as far Antarctic, and in length west from Orontes to the ocean barred at Darien, thence to the land where flows Ganges and Indus. Thus the orb he roamed with narrow search, and with inspection deep considered every creature which of all most opportune might serve his wiles, and found the serpent, subtlest beast of all the field, him after long debate, irresolute of thoughts revolved, his final sentence chose fit vessel, fittest imp of fraud, in whom to enter, and his dark suggestions hide from sharpest sight. For, in the wily snake, whatever slights, none would suspicious mark, as from his wit and native subtlety proceeding, which in other beasts observed, doubt might beget of diabolic power active within, beyond the sense of brute. Thus he resolved, but first from inward grief his bursting passion into plaints thus poured. More justly, seat worthier of gods, as built with second thoughts, reforming what was old. O earth, how like to heaven, if not preferred for what God, after better, worse would build. Terrestrial heaven, danced round by other heavens that shine, yet bear their bright officious lamps, light above light, for thee alone, as seems in thee concentering, all their precious beams of sacred influence, as God in heaven is center, yet extends to all, so thou, centering, receivest from all those orbs. In thee, not in themselves, all their known virtue appears productive in herb, plant, and nobler birth of creatures animate, with gradual life of growth, sense, reason, all summed up in man. With what delight could I have walked thee round, if I could joy in aught, sweet interchange of hill and valley, rivers, woods, and plains, now land, now sea and shores with forest crowned, rocks, dens, and caves. But I in none of these find place or refuge, and the more I see pleasures about me, so much more I feel torment within me, as from the hateful siege of contraries. All good to me becomes bane, and in heaven much worse would be my state. But neither here seek I, no, nor in heaven to dwell, unless by mastering heaven supreme, nor hope to be myself less miserable by what I seek, but others to make such as I, though thereby worse to me redound. For only in destroying I find ease to my relentless thoughts, and him destroyed, or one to what may work his utter loss, for whom all this was made. All this will soon follow, as to him linked in weal or woe. In woe, then, that destruction wide may range. To me shall be the glory soul among the infernal powers, in one day to have marred what he, almighty styled, six nights and days continued making, and who knows how long before had been contriving, though perhaps not longer than since I, in one night, freed from servitude inglorious, well nigh half the angelic name, and thinner left the throng of his adorers. He, 
to be avenged, and to repair his numbers thus impaired, whether such virtue spent of old now failed more angels to create, if they at least are his created, or, to spite us more, determined to advance into our room a creature formed of earth, and him endow, exalted from so base original, with heavenly spoils, our spoils, what he decreed, he effected, man he made, and for him built magnificent this world, and earth his seat, him lord pronounced, and, O oh, indignity, subjected to his service angel wings and flaming ministers to watch and tend their earthly charge. Of these the vigilance I dread, and, to elude, thus wrapped in mist of midnight vapor, glide obscure, and pry in every bush and brake, where hap may find the serpent sleeping, in whose mazy folds to hide me, and the dark intent I bring. O oh, foul descent! that I, who erst contended with gods, to sit the highest, am now constrained into a beast, and mixed with bestial slime, this essence to incarnate and imbrute, that to the heights of deity aspired. But what will not ambition and revenge descend to? Who aspires, must down as low as high he soared, obnoxious, first or last, to basest things. Revenge, at first though sweet, bitter ere long, back on itself recoils. Let it, I reck not, so it light well aimed, since higher I fall short, on him who next provokes my envy, this new favorite of heaven, this man of clay, son of despite, whom, us the more to spite, his maker raised from dust. Spite, then with spite, is best repaid. So saying, through each thicket, dank or dry, like a black mist low creeping, he held on his midnight search, where soonest he might find the serpent. Him fast sleeping soon he found in labyrinth of many a round self-rolled, his head the midst, well stored with subtle wiles, not yet in horrid shade or dismal den, nor nocent yet. But on the grassy herb, fearless, unfeared, he slept. In at his mouth the devil entered, and his brutal sense in heart or head, possessing, soon inspired with act intelligential, but his sleep disturbed not, waiting close the approach of morn. Now, when as sacred light began to dawn in Eden on the humid flowers that breathed their morning incense, when all things that breathe from the earth's great altar send up silent praise to the Creator, and his nostrils fill with grateful smell, forth came the human pair, and joined their vocal worship to the choir of creatures wanting voice. That done, partake the season prime for sweetest scents and airs. Then commune, how that day they best may ply their growing work. For much their work outgrew the hand's dispatch of two gardening so wide. And Eve first, to her husband, thus began. Adam, well may we labor still to dress this garden, still to tend plant, herb, and flower, our pleasant task enjoined. But the more hands aid us, the work under our labor grows, luxurious by restraint. 
What we by day lop overgrown, or prune, or prop, or bind, one night or two with wanton growth derides, tending to wild. Thou therefore now advise, or bear what to my mind first thoughts present. Let us divide our labors. Thou, where choice leads thee, or where most needs, whether to wind the woodbind round this arbor, or direct the clasping ivy where to climb, while I, in yonder spring of roses intermixed with myrtle, find what to redress till noon. For while so near each other thus all day our task we choose, what wonder if so near looks intervene, and smiles, or object new casual discourse draw on, which intermits our day's work, brought to little, though begun early, and the hour of supper comes unearned? Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where we ought to be, and when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true simplicity is gained, to bow and to bend, we will not be ashamed. To turn, turn, will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. <laughs>